Rise and shine, football fans. Start your day the right way with Morning Footy, a podcast that covers every aspect of the global game, headlines, match previews, analysis, interviews, culture, fashion, and plenty of banter. Join as we track the thrills and spills of Europe's biggest title races, the business end of the Champions League season, a summer packed with international competitions, MLS, NWSL, and much more. Subscribe to Morning Footy. Enjoying this episode of The Late Show Pod Show? Then head to cohst.app slash late show or visit the link in the description to fill out our quick two-minute survey all about getting to know you. Welcome, welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. We all know what day it is. It's Leap Day, a magical 24-hour period that every four years emerges from the mist like Brigadoon. (laughs) And for that one magical day, you can do anything you want because no laws apply, evidently, according to the Supreme Court. (laughs) Because this morning, when I excitedly ran down to open my Leap presents under the time tree, I found out (laughs) the Supreme Court has decided to hear Trump's immunity claim further delaying his January 6th trial in the landmark case of People versus Do Laws Matter? Seriously, what is going on? Justice deferred is just as gutted like a fish and thrown into the river for chum. One more of these steaming turds, and I swear to God, on the ghost of John Marshall, I will drive to Washington and rub my ass on your gavels. Yeah. There you go. Here's the deal. Back on, what, December 11th, on December 11th, Jack Smith begged the Supreme Court to rule on this issue in a timely manner because his case is critical to our democracy. The justices replied, we don't feel like it. (laughs) And sent the issue down to an appeals court. That court ruled against Trump vigorously and unanimously. Trump appealed. And for 16 days, SCOTUS didn't say Jack until yesterday. But even then, it was merely to schedule arguments for the week of April 22nd and say proceedings in the trial court would remain frozen. That makes it a total of 19 weeks of delays. These proceedings have been frozen for so long, they legally count as children in Alabama. (laughs) This is not a tough call. Wow. 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 This is not a tough call, folks. The appeals court ruled 3-0 against Trump's claim that presidents have total immunity from prosecution, rejecting his lawyer's claim that the former president could not have been prosecuted even if he ordered SEAL Team 6 to assassinate a political rival unless Trump were also impeached and convicted by the Senate. Kind of weird that SCOTUS feels the need to consider whether or not laws exist. (laughs) A quick reminder to the court... Be careful how you rule on this one because SEAL Team 6 currently works for Joe Biden. (laughs) And remember the old saying. Remember. Remember. Remember the Chinese proverb, revenge is a dish best served old. (laughs) And it gets worse because 
The uh, oral arguments are in April, but court watchers don't expect a decision until June. And the trial judge has promised the defense 88 days after that to prepare, meaning the trial could now be delayed until late September or October, plunging the proceedings into the heart of the election. That is terrible news for democracy, but fantastic news for television. (laughs) All of the plot lines will come together at once for the thrilling conclusion of America. You've got the trial of the century alongside the most important election of our lifetime, followed by the season two premiere of Tracker. Tracker, he'll find your keys. Turns out, they were in yesterday's pants. Now, I wonder if the justices... I really do sincerely wonder if these justices, specifically John Roberts, realize just how damaging to the court's legacy their stalling over this urgent threat to our democracy is. And that legacy doesn't have far to fall at this point. In one poll, just 18% of Americans said they have a great deal of confidence in the court. That's less trust than Americans place in Chet's Warm Shrimp and Mayonnaise Emporium. (laughs) You know their slogan, when you're here, you're... The, um, the Supreme Court Supreme Court gains all of its legitimacy and all of its power from public approval. They don't have an army or a police force or apparently an HR department. <laughs> they have to rely on moral authority, but they have abdicated that moral authority, which is why, tonight, using the power vested in me as a late-night host, I am hereby declaring the Supreme Court unconstitutional. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't make this decision lightly, but I'm here to say that their decisions are henceforth, henceforth. <laughs> I don't take it lightly, nor is it easy to say. <laughs> their decisions are henceforth null and void because they are poo-poo heads <laughs> and completely divorced from what the people they serve want and Divorced from reality. In Dobbs, the court stripped women of their rights, and to justify it, Sam Alito cited a 17th century witch hunter. Evidently, he believes medical decisions are between a woman, her doctor, and the mischievous imp who inflamed her loins with his alluring pan flute. Oh, this is also some news from uh, Trump's uh, civil fraud trial. The clock is ticking on him coughing up the $454 million penalty, compounding every day. And he's been trying to delay. But yesterday, his request to halt paying the full amount was denied by a New York judge. I got something. I got a little something. Sorry, Don, you got to come up with half a bill pronto. As we say in New York, start selling more shoes. <laughs> Trump's, uh, Trump's lawyers tried to get the judge to accept a cheaper deal by proposing to put up $100 million instead. You can't barter with a court ruling. Your Honor, I know that you sentenced my client to be hanged until dead, but what if we just choked him till he got aroused? <laughs> it's something. It's something. 
Trump's lawyers argued that he can't post the full bond because he doesn't have the money without selling a building. Then sell a building, bitch. And do it. Boo-hoo. Wah, wah. Sell Trump Tower, okay? New York can redevelop it. First floor, weed store. Second floor, weed store. Third floor, pet groomer. That sells weed. Now, no surprise, Donald Trump is already doing some shady stuff to avoid paying off this fine. New York's attorney general claims that he's been quietly moving his assets to Florida. But thankfully, we know where he hides everything in Florida. Just check the Mar-a-Lago bathroom. That's a big bathroom. That's a really big bathroom. Yesterday, President Biden had his annual physical exam, and good news, he's alive. John Stewart, you owe me five bucks. Pay up. The White House physician wrote a summary of the president's health and said, Joe Biden is fit for duty and described him as healthy, active, and robust. In stark contrast with the former president, who is unhealthy, inactive, and robusted. We also, we also got a list of all the medications Joe Biden takes for allergies, uh, blood pressure, and heartburn. They're all pretty common. Eliquis, Crestor, Dimista, Allegra, Pepsid, and Nexium. Thanks, Joe. I believe that's every one of our sponsors. <laughs> CBS. <laughs> now, the doctors... The doctors... The doctors, the doctors. The doctors also gave Biden an extremely detailed neurologic exam, which they call reassuring. (laughs) And they determined that he didn't need a cognitive exam, which is good because they only give you one of those if they're worried. (laughs) In fact, the doctor wrote, patient exhibits excellent memory, including photographic recollection of the barrel candy available at the Scranton Five and Dime in 1958. (laughs) No detail skipped. Physician missed lunch break. Of course, that did not stop Trump uh, from complaining. He posted on his stupid website, Crooked Joe Biden must take a cognitive test, uh, dot, dot, dot. I took two of them and aced them both. No mistake. (laughs) That, that uh, is not the flex that you think it is. People are constantly asking me to prove I don't have dementia, and I always ace it. I ace day of the week. How many fingers? And then they asked me, who's the president of the United States? I said, this guy. And then they said, give him another cognitive test. (laughs) Well, (laughs) now. Uh, Fresh off his doctor visit, Joe made a visit to the southern border. Uh, One issue, it's the same day that Donald Trump already scheduled a border trip. Awkward. (laughs) Even worse, they were both wearing the same thing. Gold bond medicated powder. (laughs) Uh, Trump's getting a little help in his 2024 campaign uh, from his son, Don Jr., who was calling for a massive voter turnout. He tweeted, in 2024, we need an all-of-the-above voter strategy. That means voter registration at gun shows, concerts, UFC fights, and even in Amish country. One of those things is not like the others. We gotta get everyone, bro. Gun nuts with a thousand AKs, kickboxing psychos, and the peaceful guys with the chin beards who hate zippers. 
You got a problem, bro? You want to go? Come on. When it comes, because I'll go right now. <laughs> when it comes to admiring the Amish, uh, Don Jr. is no Jedediah come lately. Earlier this year, an Amish farm was raided for selling raw milk that resulted in foodborne illnesses, and Jr. was pissed, tweeting that police should not be going after farmers selling to their neighbors, adding, can I be the only person sick of this <laughs> I get what you're doing, but I'm not sure the best way to reach the Amish is the internet. <laughs> Unless you go to their top social media sites, Milk Talk and Face Barn. We got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Rebecca Ferguson. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Friendly Neighborhood Late Show. Aspert by name. Ladies and gentlemen, you know my next guest tonight from Mission Impossible, The Greatest Showman, and as Lady Jessica in Dune. How does one become a reverend mother? It's different from one culture to another. Here on Arrakis, I have no idea. You're afraid. The Reverend Mothers are tasked with holding the memories of all the Reverend Mothers that came before them, so I'll be given centuries of pain and sorrow. Is it dangerous? It's lethal for men. Please welcome Rebecca Ferguson. That is, I just love it. They're a very obedient mob, I tell you. Um, Lovely to see you again. Lovely to see... Wait, I'm done. Wait two seconds. Lovely to see all of you. Hi. That was well done. I know, thank you. You're all so attractive. Thank you. Oh, oh my God, so you pander to my looking. audience better than I do. <laughs> um, uh, uh, lovely to see you again. So anyway, and lovely to see... I'm really excited. I'm kidding, sorry. Oh, no, no, please. No, no, please, no, please. No, I don't no. want to get between no, no, you and no. your lover. Hi. Um, so nice being here. Uh, it's so nice to see you again. I so enjoyed talking to you last time about uh, your role as Lady oh, Jessica in Dune Part 1. This is Dune Part 2. That's correct. To give you some well sense of how I feel about it, I've already seen it twice. Have you? Yes. So Dune Part 2 you've seen twice. Exactly. Makes Dune it Part, part 4. Okay. Let's keep it... Um, that's just math. Um, now, the last time we were together, you had not finished reading the book Dune. And I still have not. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I keep lying in every interview. <laughs> is this the first one where you've told the truth? Yes. Thank you. I haven't read it. Because this is based on trust. Uh, well, is it? <laughs> if it was based on trust, I wouldn't have asked you, I suppose. But here's the no, thing about yeah. it, is that one, the last time we were here and we were talking about it, you said, should I read the book? And since you've read the book, can you tell me, is my part better in yeah. part two? And it's, it's a, I, a huge... Thanks to you. So part three, what happens? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. Ask Denis Villeneuve. No, I know. It's, it's, do you mm-hmm. know what? What? It's a very good film. Oh, it's a wonderful film. But it's like, but it's I'm also so excited. It's a great performance so by, by you as the Reverend Mother, Lady Jessica. Thank you. Know, you become a Reverend Mother. Oh, yeah. I do. And, yeah. Would yeah. you do? I mean, the thing is, 
<clears throat> I don't have much choice. It's like a rock and a hard place, right? And me it right is. in the I middle. I don't want to give anything away. Me neither. But <laughs> you basically you become it's a reverend a mother film. or they kill you. Yeah, or they kill you. That's, that's what's going to happen. You become a reverend mother. Uh-huh. And I okay. drink some blue stuff. You, you drink poison. I drink. The water of life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, an energy drink. It was really good. <laughs> exactly. The ultimate Red the Bull. Ul- <laughs> except it's blue. Or any other Gatorade or whatever. We don't commercialize anything here. Is your love of Dune growing? Like the, the world that Frank Herbert built growing as you, as you get further into the it books? It is. And I think for me, the fact is I have no idea where Denis' mind is going. You know, when he called me, it's so hard to talk about a film where that you're not allowed to talk about. Yeah, there are things and that happen to your character. And there are things I have to say that I can't, can't mention. Say. Yeah. But <laughs> goes down. Right? Yes, you can say that. I can say that. I did say yes. that. You might have to cut it. Uh, we yeah. will bleep it. Um, but everything, because it's very similar, but it's also different, and it's Denny's version. So I have absolutely no idea what he's taking number three. doesn't matter if I read the book. But one of the things that I admire about Denis' version, not only of the last film, but, but this film, is that while it's... I have props. Yeah, well, I can while see. It's, don't, be, don't be alarmed by the things I pull out of there. Is that, <laughs> is that it captures not just the narrative, but the atmosphere of the films. I stopped I, listening. I don't know what? why. I got so excited. <laughs> Let's keep this professional. Hi. Okay. So, uh, it's an amazing cast. Here, here you guys all are at the premiere last night. Anya Taylor-Joy, Suhaila Yaqub, Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, Denis Villeneuve, the like, director, Austin defi- Butler, Rebecca you know Ferguson, this? Josh Brolin, Florence Pugh, <laughs> Leia Seydoux, at the NYC premiere of Dune <laughs> Part 2. I just memorized all of it. Of course, I know who all well of these done. people are. That. I mean, look at this. That's an extraordinarily sexy there group of people are. right there. Yeah. Now, one of the things... And there you are. And then one of the things that you said last time you were here is that there were cliques that developed in this cast and that you couldn't get in with the clique of of Josh Brolin and Jason Momoa, that they're very exclusionary there. Are there cliques this time around? It was also um, Oscar Isaac. Do you remember? Oscar Isaac and and Josh Brolin. Oh, sure. But then I decided to create my own clique with them. And we have a group now. All right. And does that clique still happen? Well, no, because he's dead. What? Oscar's dead, right? So I can't... Ixnay on, on the, the edge. Ixnay. <laughs> it's, it's, well, that happens in the last It's in the does. first film. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, he's super dead. <laughs> I think super dead. Even, you know, Jason There are big worms in the desert. Other than that. Okay, so, but who's your click now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mike, my, my click is um, just single clicking, really. I'm texting anyone. You're... I'm just sending random messages. Really? Actually, I texted uh, Josh Brolin right before, and I asked... Did you? Yeah, I did. And I said, do you have anything on <clears throat> Stephen? And he went, Stephen who? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He, uh, he went, Colbert. And he said, you like sending weird videos of you fishing. Would you like to talk about no, this? No, no. <laughs> you see, I'm surprised you brought this up, because he... A couple years ago now, during COVID, he just cold videoed me. He just mm-hmm. sent me a video of him driving mm-hmm. back from some mountain that he I goes to. I know what's to. happening here. You're what's digging. happening? He's just driving. No, but he sends me videos, long, rambling, heartfelt videos. Oh, no, poetry. About how he's feeling. I know. They are very poetic. I fast And then I try them. to match his energy when I, when I send back to him. And my wife always mocks me and goes, yeah. you adopt a totally different way of speaking when you send a video back to him because you're trying to seem cool. 
And you say things you'll never say, like, hit me back. Like, I would never say no, that to somebody. But to Josh, I could say, hit me back. So, but he, but he also, he sent me, and I know I'm talking Did about me. Did you get me. the long birthday one? Uh, I didn't oh, get the long God. birthday I mean, one. I love him, and it's poetry. What, your but birthday like or his birthday? His birthday. He, he had a birthday. He sent you a video on his birthday? <laughs> To he remind said, you that it poetry, was his birthday? No, oh. it was a, do you know what? It was a gratefulness. It was a beautiful message. But it's like so much poetry and deep stuff. And Has he I'm sent busy, you semi-nude videos from his no, steam room? No! I'm friends he with his wife. He sent me those. <gasps> and funnily yeah. enough, we have a clip for you. Yes. No, I wish. <laughs> I do. If you can go get my phone, I'm not lying. If you can get my phone. No! Someone. I don't know if we have time. I have videos of him shirtless in a steam room. All right, that's a producer. And here we have George. That's a good producer. <laughs> that's, good that's a good producer right there. Anyway, back to okay. me. I, do you, no, was that, was uh, that? We did this right. one, and then yeah, yeah, what about that, Faye? What is the, oh, oh, this one I love. No, no, about, I love this. Okay, this one. You, Josh but Brolin. But Josh again. He let you cut his hair. Yes, I did. Also, that is dangerous That's my thing. name, Matt. Rebecca Ferguson mm -hmm. cutting Josh Brolin's hair on the set of Dune yeah. Part 1. So he cut his hair in Part 1. That's what we did. And he still talks to you. It was not. <laughs> it was you never ever let me get close to either radio on set or scissors. And why do you enjoy doing this? To it's people? just fun, isn't it? You know, he said he wants a haircut. I said, can I do it? And right before anyone said yes, I'd kind of gone in for it. Yeah. Because I would establish where the length is. And how did he feel about the results? Well, I cut once, then I got nervous, and he said, "Why are you giving up?" Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> in the steam room. No. All right. Uh, I interviewed Austin Butler oh, recently. Oh, I know. He told me. He did? Yeah. Is everyone... Are you There's calling a... <laughs> everyone before this interview? Did he have anything on research. me? I do research. Okay. Yeah, no, he did. Here's a video. No. He's amazing as uh, Faye Ralfa, oh, who's sort of a competitor, mm. in a way, to Paul, and he's a Harkonnen. Um, if this I wasn't is married... Look. This is his look right there in the film. Now, that's my kind of guy. Like, you, do you, you have thought you would enjoy this look? I, I enjoy what beh what's behind, what behind the look. <laughs> My Swedish came out there. Yes. I enjoy what's behind the look. It's like he's going, I said Wednesday for the date. Right, yeah. And I kind of, I kind of like it. I'm quite powerful myself, so yes. I need to have an equal. So you need equal. something like this. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, mine is mean, attractive. <laughs> I mean, no, no hair and evidently no teeth. I can imagine <laughs> easy cleanup. Just hose them off when you're he done. He is, he is. Um, yeah. Lady, Lady Jessica goes through. Sorry. We'll get you. <laughs> get you poster size. We'll get you something Sorry. to plaster on the ceiling. Yeah. Now, Lady Jessica goes through a lot of transformations in this film, including oh. from this, this photograph right here. There you are with a whole bunch of Re Rebecca as Lady Jessica in Dune Part 2. She is wearing the Litany of Fear tattooed over her face. It's called the Litany of Fear? Yeah. These tattoos on your face. When I first saw the promo for this, I thought that they were just projected. Yeah. On your face. And mis miscreated. Yeah. But, no. but how long did that? I'm like, what, what kind of process was this? Do we have a video? We have the video. Come on, bring the Sorry, video out here. Video of, this of, is much better than the question I was I, about to ask her. I think I have Let's my phone. Let's see if I can find... I Let have my phone. He's active right now, actually. Uh, let's see. Okay, I'll him. go to... Hold on. It's going to be worth... <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Don't play it. Play it. Can you see that? <laughs> Wait. There's sound.
We have to take a brief break. But don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back with more Rebecca Ferguson, everybody. Stick around. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, look at this. It's Rebecca Ferguson, star of Dune 2. Let me okay. talk to you about you being Swedish. Okay, okay. okay? You're one of those stealth Swedes <clears throat> where we don't know that you're Swedish. We think that you're English. Well, like you and Skarsgård. I didn't know he was Swedish. Oh, I mean, come on. Of course, because his name's Skarsgård. Yeah. But Ferguson. <laughs> Ferguson. My dentist. Skarsgård. My, dirt, my dentist name is Ferguson. I don't think he's Swedish. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I had many names, and then I kind of took away one of the names. What were the names? Rebecca Louisa Ferguson Sundström. And that's my father's name. Sundström? But Sundström. But that then, sounds like that sour Let's not go there. He's my father. Sørströmming. That's not that, nice. Is, that, yeah. that, that, doesn't that sound... Sørströmming. Yeah, that, they sound have alike. Have you tried it? I have. Have Alexander you? Alexander gave me some. Did you? And, and how was it? I survived. Did you? <laughs> yes. You have to open it underwater. Yes, you have to. We've yes. done it. My husband loves it. Yeah. I think he loves it, so he keeps on doing it all the time as a joke, but mostly he's by himself. Doing it in the woods, just like opening the sustrumming. Your husband goes to the woods, the woods to by eat, himself, eating his sustrumming. Turned sour hair. And here's a video of him. No. Yes. Yes. Naked. Because mm-hmm. clearly that's what this show's about. We would get Super Bowl ratings. <laughs> that's what this show <laughs> was about. You and me naked right now? Oh my God. June but part that... two in theaters now, anyway. Rebecca Ferguson. Rebecca now, Ferguson, me... everybody. Now, Denise, I would run this show with you. you I love this. I, could I be your sidekick? Yes. Yeah? A hundred percent. But you wouldn't would have time it. to go do your films. I know, I know, but I could pause just for a little bit. I kind of, I need to say no to some things. Can we talk to the network? Yeah, yeah. could we do that? We'll talk to the, net, we'll talk to the network yeah. about that. I'll get okay, back good. to you. Don't call us. No, now, no, no, definitely not. Um, uh, just Denis, the video. Uh, t- Denis Villeneuve. 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 I Villeneuve. I didn't know you spoke French. Mais oui. Mais oui, uh, Villeneuve. No. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> now, so uh, he said this. Rebecca, when you oh. feel that everything is too comfortable, you like to throw bombs. No. He said that. I, mean, I know. What do you mean? What does I mean, he mean by that? What do you think he means by that? That you like attention. <laughs> no. What do you, you like I to throw not. a bomb? What do you no, mean? No, I'm funny enough. No, I think I as a person, like when things are not comfortable all the time. Ooh, I like that. I like awkwardness. I Awkward like a moments. bit of awkwardness. Yeah, it's like a mist in the and air I like to breathe in. But it's nothing I'm seeking or wanting. Your f- I can't look at you. It's nothing I'm seeking. <laughs> You're not, you don't seek out awkwardness? I, I just, I don't seek it. It comes. It's like a moment. And then I think, I probably shouldn't say it. And by that time, it's and said. You say it. Yeah. Do you have an example of what I you do, might but say? I shouldn't say it here. Please say it. I will say it. I'm going to pause so you can cut it out. Okay. Like, what's the example? I'm pausing. <laughs> and now you can cut it out. Yeah. So, what I usually say, or what I have said, is when I get compared and people say stuff like, Rebecca Ferguson, isn't it amazing that you get to work with people like Tom Cruise and Hugh Jackman and all of this, and now you're getting interviewed by me, this stunning man? And I go, I don't care that you have a d- 
Well, it means a lot to me. <laughs> and it should. Thank you. It should. Thank you. Um, uh, it says bonus question. Should we do the bonus question, or do you need to go? Do you need no. To go? What is it? Depends on what it is. Let's the, see. The world the that world Denis creates in the film captures the atmosphere of the books. The, the locations where, where you shot seemed breathtaking. Wait, underlined breathtaking. Most remarkable place you saw okay. when filming this Quite film. Quite monotone that, the way you did that. Let's see here. The world that Denis creates in this film captures the atmosphere of the books. I would say that the locations where you shot, they seemed breathtaking. <laughs> what was the most remarkable place that you saw? <laughs> You've seen the film. What do you think? What is, what is your answer? What do you think? I don't care that you have a Okay. <laughs> Dune Part 2 is in theaters now. Rebecca Ferguson, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. CBS Sunday, after The Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life, almost, feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives, is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.